0: Yeah. Let's go, baby. One to full of playoff! Woo! Let's go, man. From the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle. Let's go! going to fly. Ooh, yeah. The beast is quake Orange, black, and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day day. we we and die? Cincinnati, we gon' rise and die. In the jungle, we unite and die. Dripping orange, and black, and white. Who day when we fight, live and die in the strife? Wake up Go. the beast. Every Sunday is a feast. Time to bust it off the leash. In the jungle, drippin' heat. Tiger stripe the city streets. East side stand up, west side stand up. If you weapon, who they? Time to put your hands up. Dingle stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted. Who they in our house? We win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah we live it. Let the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah we feasting now, fit the bounce, make the city howl. Now we beat Up. In the jungle, we unite, up. Up. and now Stripes, orange black and white All day, when we fight, when they die in the Stripes, now who got to move like it? Stripes, now who want to move got on? Stripes, now who want to move on? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock em. Yeah, we got em, yeah, we fought em. Like that black and orange a or bottle, bingo bottle Never stop it, till the beach who ain't rockin' with the diamond stripes? Flossin' on the rings, Cincinnati sees our queen. We gon' show the
1: what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trenopoul. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home, I say it every day this week, of the number four team going to the college football playoffs, University of Cincinnati Bearcats along with Jackpot Joey Burrow. And as of right now, the playoff bound Cincinnati Bengals. This is awesome. What a great time to be a Cincinnati sports fan. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,417 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys because if you guys weren't watching or subscribing, there'd be no reason to do this show whatsoever. So, I appreciate you guys. Now, if you're watching me on Facebook or on Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Normally, I'm doing Super Chats. But you guys don't have to do Super Chats today because I have a recorded uh, interview with Final Four member uh, of the Bearcats and radio broadcaster Terry Nelson. But normally, I do Super Chats. But I'm not today. But I am coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Yes, Chris, you need to beat the Suck you Niners. I cannot stand them. They're playing Sunday. The Bengals are kind of banged up. Uh, Mixon, as far as I know, didn't practice, so it sounds like the game day decision, that's getting me a little worried. Uh, hopefully Riley Reeve plays. I mean, we haven't had to deal with injuries all year up until now. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 very worrisome to me of, of, of the injuries that we have. But I still think Joe Burrow, as long as he's healthy, well, he's got that pinky, but as long as he's healthy and can sling it, I think we got a chance to win this game. Now, Saturday night is the crosstown shootout, the 89th version of the crosstown shootout, Cincinnati versus Xavier. And I like I said, I have an interview with Terry Nelson. I'll be playing here shortly. I am excited. I'm always excited about the Crosstown shootout. It's a great event. They are, I think, in proximity, are the closest schools as far as miles go in in college basketball. It's a real rivalry. It's a a legit rivalry. I love it that West Miller is actually taking it seriously and not acting like it's a nuisance. And... Oh, Josh. Josh says, let's go Xavier. Oh, my God. No, I don't like you anymore, Josh. No, I was kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, But I, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think the Bengal, Bear, uh, Bengals, Bearcats are going to bring the energy. Uh, let's just hope they're ready to, to bring the scoring and their defense. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be a very tight and fun game. But let's get to this awesome interview with Terry Nelson. And, and I got to give a shout out to Terry real quick here, too. Terry Nelson, and I'll say this in interview was the first person I ever interviewed. If it wasn't for Terry, I would have n- never tried to go out and in- interview anybody. <laughs> you know these these different these different people that I, I've interviewed: from Terry Nelson, to to Melvin Levitt, to uh, uh, Dave Lapham, to Chris Welch, to you know the guys from the Cincy Jungle, Zim, Ace, all these guys. I would have never done it if if it hadn't been for Terry Nelson. So I always. Oh, a big thanks to Terry Nelson because it was his idea when I met him for him to come on my podcast. I didn't even thought about doing it. But anyway, Terry Nelson's a great guy, a great friend. Let's get to the interview. Let me try that. There you go. All right, guys. Have a very special guest today. It's a great time to be a Bearcat right now. The football team is going to the college football playoffs. We got a new head basketball coach coaching in his very first crosstown shootout. Who better to discuss the upcoming Crosstown shootout than former member of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats Final Four team, and he's also from the uh, radio broadcasting team. He's Terry Nelson. Terry, what's going on, my friend? (laughs) How about that intro, brother? (laughs) (laughs) You like that? I I got your special one. (laughs)
2: Uh, I love it.
1: (laughs) So... So how, how exciting is it to be a Bearcat right now? For everything I just said with with the uh, football team going to the college football playoffs, we got Wes Miller, our new coach, first crosstown shootout. I mean, how exciting is it uh, for, for you being a fair, former Bearcat and everything going on right now?
2: Uh, it reminds me when I took my recruiting visit down here uh, back in 91, 1991, uh, the Bengals came off back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. The Reds just won the World Series And it was just the cupboard was bare for basketball and hungry to keep this thing going. And we ended up going to the final four. So to have the Bearcats in football in a place that they've never been before, uh, steamrolling, they didn't crawl in, they didn't back Mm -hmm. in, they absolutely bust down the door and to have fickle say, you know what? Yes, there are bigger jobs that pay more. There's nothing like building what you have. You know, I'm in real estate. Right. So taking a property, that has a lot of potential and putting a lot of money, blood, sweat, and effort into it and making it exactly the way you want. And then somebody says, wait a minute, Hey, I, want, I got a better property over here. That's already fixed. And he's like, nah, I like what I built here. So seeing fickle, knowing what he's done is exciting, but then having, you know, Wes Miller and the vision he is instilling in these guys and, you know, playing fast, aggressive man-to-man defense, encouraging, encouraging, seeing the talent start to blossom into what they, you know, the role definition,
1: it's been exciting for me. Yeah, exactly. And and you may have had a conversation about a week or so ago about about Wes Miller and, and the way the team's playing. And mm-hmm. I told you, I said, I, I really like the defense. I, I'm impressed with the way they're playing because Wes has taken guys that were left over from last year. He's brought some of his own guys in. we got guys that came in from the transfer pol- portal and he's mi- mixing them and mashing them all together. Mm-hmm. And that defense is actually pretty good, especially the thing I'm always impressed with Terry is is the switches. Because that's always, to me, the hardest thing to do is, you know, I got it, you know, take your man, you switch, and you got to trust your teammate that they're going to switch and go with the person that, that they're supposed to. And I've seen that a lot. And they're picking them up not at full court, but half court. They're, they're picking them up pretty good. And th- that, to me, shows – what kind of a coach Wes is as far as communication and just getting his, his guys to all buy into to what he's selling right now.
2: Yeah, he's not going to spend too much time trying to get guys uh, to you know to press in the backcourt. He'll do spot duty doing that. But he wants to make sure that half-court defense is tight. They're all communicating. You'll see him on the sideline doing this the entire time. And he's saying talk, communicate, talk, 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 talk. Call the screens out. Make sure that a guard doesn't get picked off by a big, setting in the screen at half court or in the back court. So he expects his bigs to be exactly. If the guy is taking the ball out and he's coming, on the ball handler in back court, he wants his big to be right there, not back the three point line, screaming from there. He wants him to make sure that he knows. So you know, Mike Saunders twice this year got blindsided, right? Yes. By, by you know, by screens in the back court and. During timeouts, better believe he was letting the bigs know. And the coach lets them know in practice, like, how would you feel if you got your neck rattled and your head ready to pop off if you know somebody <laughs> hits you on the screen? So it's one of those things where just communication. Then the defense, how they play the ball screens. That's always how you tell if you're a good defensive team. Because every, you know, most people have block, shot blockers. Most people can press. But how do you handle pick and rolls? How do you handle on the ball screens? Do you switch? Do you hedge? Do you go third man? Do you let the guy go through? Do you go above or below the – the screener, like there's different ways to, to, for your defensive coverage, and he'll switch it up, but the main thing he does is when that screen comes, that big will go out and not hedge and get back, but he will absolutely blitz him and push the ball handler back, which gives either the, the, the primary defender a chance to get through and get on the, the ball, or drop his hips and get underneath and get back to the ball, and then he gets back to his guys, so, and it's not just those two, it's like when one goes up, Everybody else gets in tandem
1: and, and helps on the backside. Exactly, and the the other thing that I, I like, like the very uh, well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Wes Miller is the first UC uh, basketball coach to start out five and O ever in the history of, of this historic program. And you're talking Ed Jucker, uh, uh, Bob Huggins, you know, Mick, Mick Cronin. We had some pretty solid head coaches here, and for him to start out five and O, that that's that's a, a big thing there. And the first five. Games, I thought the team I'm like I think we're a a tournament team, and then we we played Arkansas, and it hasn't been the same. We played Bryant Heating and Air, whatever whatever (laughs) whatever college that was, and the offense got better. But I know what I know what Heating and Air, but stop it. (laughs) But but the offense got a little better, but Uh to me it hasn't hasn't been back to the way it was when we started out five and zero. What do you think? Uh, the, are teams checking the Bearcats differently? Are or, or, are they doing something different? And the Bearcats haven't made the adjustment, or what's going on with that? You think? Well, there's an adjustment on on both sides. Yes, teams get filmed now. Now that mm-hmm. you have enough
2: film to break down on how you're going to beat the team, it's up to the coaching staff now to make those adjustments. Now, the coaching staff can make the adjustments. Now, the players got to continue to make the adjustments. There's role definition now. Mm-hmm. You you know when he's substituting guys every two three minutes, that's going to continue except certain players are going to start getting more minutes. Right. Uh, they won't be shuffling in and out every two, three minutes. Uh, Victor Lockin for one, you know, he's going to be one that you'll see extended minutes for. And as he gets better and better, he's going to be a good one. As he gets oh, yeah. you know, better and better progress throughout the season, you won't see him playing, you know, 15 minutes per game. He'll be playing upwards of 25 to 28 minutes per game. And, you know, he'll come out of the game, but he'll go right back in. And because he is our best low post scorer, he has such a feel for the game, he's a good passer, uh, he's a good rebounder, and he just got that Russian, um, like when he comes out of the game, he's the only guy that gives a facial expression. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, he, does, he doesn't want to come out of the game. Right, I, I, I love is. that about him, to be honest, <laughs> I,
1: I do, I, because, I mean, not that I was ever any, you know, I just played high school basketball, I swear, I felt like, man, me? No, you mean him, that guy. No, not me. I don't want to come out. Like, come on. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I love his energy and his passing ability. Is, is from the post. I mean, I, 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 from the block is ridiculous. I'm very been very impressed with him uh, and, and very excited to, to see him play. But well, it was the not the Bryant game, but the game before that. He didn't do so hot because he got in foul trouble. So he's got to stay out of foul trouble for the sure.
2: game. Yes. Yeah, the Miami game. So he yeah. gets in foul trouble. He does freshman stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll have great games, and then he'll have five turnovers you know, <laughs> in the next game. So the consistency of freshmen is not something that is always there. You know, the right. great Al McGuire used to say, the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> so yep. You have to continue to work with them. But at the same time, it's always good to work with somebody that's got tools. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, yeah, just exactly. bought, I just bought a, a new chair I'm trying to assemble, uh, it's probably sitting in the background, but I just I just bought a new chair from Walmart. I'm trying to assemble, and it came with like 100 pieces. I'm like, what oh, the?
1: Geez. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. I, I
2: saw the box, and I'm like, yeah, I need a chair real quick because, you know, my chair is leaning over here. Right. And I go over there, and they like unzip the pocket. You unzip Uh-oh. the pocket. And there's a whole box of screws and parts uh-huh. and all that. Well. Once you get all that stuff together, and you sort of put it out there on the ground, and you sort it all out, you look at the instructions, and when you put it together, you're like, "Oh, this is not so bad." Wait, it's wait, wait, thing- wait,
1: wait. Who who looks at instructions? We're guys. We don't we don't do instructions, man. I mean, you know, Stop we just try to. No, <laughs> I
2: don't look at my car manual. Other than that, yes, I look at the instructions when I'm putting something together because. You and me both. When we finish putting something together, there's
1: like three or four screws and two washers left. I know. Like, what's <laughs> up with that? Why? <laughs> well, why they give was, us extra stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I always have extra, extra parts. I don't know why. It's, speaking, of, I, I remember, I'll never yeah. get, get off topic, but when my daughter was was real little, we bought her for Christmas. Bought her one of those bar, those big Barbie houses or whatever, or a yeah. Magic Princess Tower or something. And my wife's like, "Oh, let's hurry put it together real quick. You don't be that bad." I'm like, "I okay, got all right. It's fine. You know, I it can't be that big of a deal." Terry, man, it took us uh, <laughs> two freaking hours or more to put that thing together, and I said, yes. "You're never taking this apart <laughs> ever." Yes. I, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" But yes, but putting stuff together. But once you put it together, it's it's it, and you do it right, it's structurally sound, and and you're good to go to move forward. And that that's exactly what Luke Fickle has done with with the Bearcat program. He built yes. the foundation, mm-hmm. and for you know five years ago, and look where mm-hmm. it is now. And I think that's mm-hmm. what Wes Miller is trying to do. And one thing I, I found this out listening to. Alex Meacham's uh, the, the Bearcat podcast. When you were on there, um, I think this is awesome. He has seats behind the bench exclusively for Bearcat former players like yourself, which I mean, you're always at the broadcast, but Kenya Martin, Alex Meacham, all these guys, if they come to the games, they're sitting behind the bench. To me, that is that is awesome. I love that about west Miller, and he's, he's bringing in the past players are bringing the culture back in. And that's one thing we were all worried about with him taking over being a North Carolina guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, we talked about this last night on the coaching show, Westmiller coach's show where, you know, he had to go to administration and say, Hey, you know, I want the guys behind the bench. And I said, you know, we, we couldn't, we couldn't do it. And he said, Oh, it could be done. It doesn't take any more seats. And <laughs> then he had his friends at North Carolina, send them photos ah. of the players that sit behind North Carolina bench. And he says, I want the camera showing not just our team, but our legends. I want to show the program being built upon the guys that, you know, that, that helped establish, you know, the foundation, you know, basic engineering, Mm -hmm. the higher the structure that you're trying to build, the deeper the foundation must go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so your foundation is the guys that come before you, Uh, you know, no matter who they are. We always look at Oscar and all the, you know, the 60, 61, 62, 63 team. We look at those guys and we say, okay, that was our deep, deep, deep foundation. And then you start going through the Steve Sanders and the, and the Roger McClendons and the Joe Stiffens and the Keith Starks, Lou Banks, Lavertus Robinson. You go through that, and then you come to the Final Four team, and then you start getting All-Americans, and then start taking off from there with Danny Fortune, Kenya Martin, Bobby Brandon. Mm-hmm. So when you see those guys, Dirt and Darnell Burton, sitting behind the bench, Keith Starks, uh, you know, Sean Myrick has been there on a consistent basis. You know, Meech is always around and shaking hands like he's running for mayor or something. And then <laughs> So, but seeing these guys in the facility, seeing them behind the bench when the game starts, but you know, Cincinnati, the the fifth third arena has become like one of the number one social spots along with Paul Brown stadium. Mm -hmm. You go there, not just to watch the game, but to meet people, connect, have, you know, some fruity drinks, some good drinks, talk to people, reminisce, take pictures, selfies, and then all the beautiful artwork that's around the facility. You always want to see this and post it all over the, you know, all over the gram and Twitter. So mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to build the foundation, but it's another thing to say, okay, this, this foundation have, needs to continue to be updated. Just like any foundation it has cracks and just different things. You continue to update it, make it better. And when West mother said behind the bench is where I want my guys. It made everybody realize that, yeah, he's a real one. He wants us around.
1: Yeah. And that, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm happy for, for you guys. Cause, cause you along with myself and, and I know, uh, I'm not that I'm a former player, but a lot of the former players wanted Eric Martin as a coach, and we're we're all disappointed that he didn't get it. And I'll be honest, when when West Miller got the co- got the job, I'm like, who? I, I never I never heard of him. I, I didn't know who he was. But the more and more I I, I listened to him, a gave him a chance, and and the stuff that he's doing, and the things that he's doing to to create the atmosphere from from the past to the present. I'm all in on him. I, I I really like Wes Miller a lot. What what's your thoughts on on what he's done so far? I mean, as far I know, you just said about the but bringing the players back, but the, his coaching and th- and things like that. I love his demeanor.
2: I love how he uh, you know he includes everyone. He includes his staff. He allows his players to have a voice. Uh, you know, when he gets in the huddle during timeouts, watch what he does. You know, when they call timeout. All the guys sit down, and he gives them ten seconds to talk to each other, to, to get out what their frustration is, to, to point out to something that they didn't see. And then he takes the board, talks to them a little bit, and, and gets back into you know what went wrong, what we're going to do coming out of this, because he's a forward thinker. He doesn't mm-hmm. call a timeout and rip you for the five rebounds that you gave up or turning the ball over. He'll do that at halftime, he'll do that after the game. When he calls a timeout, he wants to reset your mindset and get you focused back on the, 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 the strategy and the task at hand. And that's a different mindset than we've had over the last 30 years, where, Mm -hmm. you know, you come out for what you did wrong, he is, no, I'm going to reward you for what you do right. And if I keep looking at you wrong, you'll never grow that capacity to keep doing what you do right. So he's going to reinforce the things that you do right. He'll correct the things that you do wrong, but it doesn't require him to curse you out on the sideline, make a face every time you do something wrong. Uh, you turn the ball over. You know, basketball, how many times are you going to go through a game with zero turnovers? I don't think it's ever been done right. unless the, the, the what is it, the, the eighty. 84 stall game or whatever it was, yes, where you just yes. hold the ball and have right. you know, the court. Right. <laughs> you don't take exactly. turnovers if you don't take chances. Right. Yes, there's no shot clock. Yep. But if there is a shot clock, there's going to be turnovers because mm-hmm. the game is played faster and faster. The, the players are bigger. There's you know, You're going to get deflections. You're going to get blocked shots. You're going to get guys that are great on the ball defenders to get steals. So there's going to be turnovers. There's going to be bad plays, people trying to make stuff happen that they shouldn't make happen because the game is so instinctive. You practice to be, create habits, but then those habits – get you know amplified a little bit by crowd and momentum and and, and, and adrenaline and so they're going to do things and you're talking about guys that are 18 to 22 years old mm-hmm. it's going to be turnovers it's, yeah. you know, my lakers are having problems with turnovers turnovers are part of the game but right. it doesn't mean that you demean a player mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you just rip his confidence out because one game won't define that person you have to build them for the long term and what wes miller is great at is instilling confidence in the guys. He says he wants to lead the conference and the country in high fives. Yes, yes. So heard, I was heard at heard practice that. yesterday, and, you know, when practice is over, he tells all former players, get in the huddle in the middle with everybody else. They walk around in little circles, and they give each other high five, and they come back and give the people that gave high fives, the other team high fives. And and then he, he, he talks, and he gives his sort of state of the practice address mm-hmm. to, hey, it was good today. He doesn't point out the bad stuff. This is what he wants you to remember the good stuff, right? Because when you're in a, you, you know, this strawberry, when you're in a game and you're not playing well to start, <laughs> yeah. if you keep yelling and screaming and it, it just, it's not a pleasant thing. Yes. They may come back, but it's just, it's not a pleasant thing. But when you don't show any emotion, like, okay, you know, we had have, just haven't played our, our game yet. Keep right. going, keep going. Right. We're going to keep subbing. We're going to stick to it. And then all of a sudden when it clicks, he's not different from when you were down 20 to when he's up 20 he's still greeting you when you come out with a five and mm-hmm. you know telling you he's stopping you giving you some correction as you go to the bench hey this is what you got to work on because this guy is doing this the guy sits down gets some water wipes himself off a minute later he's back in the game so that kind of stuff makes you realize that man we got a good one in cincinnati and this things are just different all around yeah exactly
1: and i, and I get back to, to to the point where you say where you're always banging on something about uh turnovers and bad shots and stuff like that sometimes i think that gets in players head i will put this way i know it would get in my head because the, the more you think about okay i don't want to screw up i don't want to screw up i don't want to screw up screw up you know and and i, I like the idea of, of of him doing the encouragement and stuff that, that that's a great thing now this is the 89th uh version of the crosstown shootout now there's a young kid back in like 92 or something and i got this off his facebook page <laughs> that that he posted and i, I was just curious <laughs> What do you think this guy was thinking when he he said we're going to blow out Xavier?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I had no understanding or respect for the rivalry because I've never been a part of it. Um, I didn't understand it. It, To me, it was another game. We played against those guys in the summer. Uh, You know, we, we would go to the field house. They would come to Fifth Third Arena. We played. We were good friends with a lot of them. We played right. in the the Devereaux Summer League. We played against them. We just we competed against them. We saw them at the waterfront. and We used to all hang out at the waterfront. Yeah, we were all, the yeah. all after the same lady. So it's it's one of those things where you were comfortable with the, your opponent. Right. And when you know, and I was just I had this Muhammad Ali honesty to me. I wanted to use a little comedy. I was doing stand-up comedy also. Right. Yep. And so when 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 Bill Cook asked me about the Crosstown Shootout like come on man where i'm from crosstown shootout there's rival gang members going at it you know <laughs> we should beat them We're by different. 20. we'll <laughs> we beat them by 20. and it was just it it went i didn't know it was that big you know and i saw it on the front page of the paper and the hugs really ripped me it. oh i bet he did <laughs> and, and and to to speed that story up the first like we, we walk into practice and all the tv the podcast other uh, the the tripods were in there that's when he yeah. allowed all the tv stations in there five nine 12 19 mm-hmm. uh 64. they would all be in there and they were doing interviews and me and, and hubbs walked in at the same time he had just ripped me in the office and we walk in and ken brew is asking nick van axel what do you think about terry's comments that you guys should blow him out and nick goes yeah i agree with terry because their Ooh. big men are soft <laughs> Hus goes, oh, Hugs goes, that's it. Everybody, get the F out of here. He's like kicking everybody. Get the F out now. Pack your stuff up and get out. He's kicking everybody out. And within, he made us run like 20 suicides to start practice off. Oh, my goodness. And then so Nick, uh, so Corey twists his ankle huh. within 10 minutes of practice. And he's being carried off down to the training room. And Hus goes, you think their big men are soft. Look at our big men getting carted out like a slab of meat. And so Nick says, Man, you you paranoid. You know we're gonna smash him. He said, I'm paranoid, I'm paranoid. Get the F out of here, Nick. Now if you ain't never been kicked out of practice,
0: oh my goodness.
2: You, you, you're, not, you're not gonna get in the game anyway. So he <laughs> kicks you out of practice. You're supposed to go to the locker room, assistant coach comes in there, talks to you, you come back out, to tail between your legs, and you listen to what the coach says. Well, he right. kicked Nick out. And hug uh, Steve Moller goes to the locker room, comes back out, Hugs goes, Where's Nick? He goes, he's not in the locker room hug says you better go find nick you better find another job so he comes back like 10 minutes later nick's got his jersey on backwards and he's eating a hot dog and he's walking through the- <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting over here we got our jerseys up like this we're, trying to- we're laughing and hugs has got his practice schedule and he just wraps his arms he goes what the hell are you doing he said, Hugs, I don't play that. He said, Come on, you're going to kick me out. I ain't playing. He said, Man, you know we're going to smash him. Hugs, like, okay, y'all so cocky. Coach yourself. So he sits down, grabs his Dr. Pepper, leans up against the scores table. And for the next 40 minutes, we ran practice. The best practice we had all year long.
0: Every time we're doing
2: something, we're like, Yeah, we're clapping. <laughs> right. we, we, we knock knocking down shots. we doing the drills. And he saw the energy was up. And he was like, Okay, let's go to this. Like, he came back into practice. <laughs> right. And then, we end up winning the game, and then he wraps his arm around me after the shake hands and layup line, or uh, you know post game line. Yeah. and he says, "Terry, won't you retire one and zero as a profit?" <laughs> so I got you, brother.
1: <laughs> see, I, Terry, that's an awesome story, and that, that's yeah. that's to me that that is why you guys have such a relate. And, and, and Bob Huggins has a great relationship with his players. Stuff like that, he, you know, he he kicks you out. Nick says, I, "I don't play that." He's come back eating a hot dog, and and hug it, and you guys smash it and you go out and you and you kick their ass that well
2: here's what hugs was separated him from other coaches hugs was um i can give you this on on either sides with hugs and Mm -hmm. uh, comparisons to former coaches okay hugs is an alpha and he likes alphas Mm -hmm. and so when you have alphas when you when you're dealing with alphas whether it be male or female you have to give them room to get to vent to get off steam they're going to challenge authority um they they may curse and, you know, you may tell them to do something. They're going to ask why, or, you know, you yell at them, they're going to yell back at you. And when you got insecure coaches, they're going to make you run. They're going to, you know, kick you off the team. They're going to suspend you. And I told hugs, I'm like, look, if you go yell at me, expect to be yelled back at, you know? So if you don't treat me that way, I told him, I said, hugs, if you yell at me, I'll shut down. You yell at Nick, Nick's going to yell back at you. You yell at Kenyon, you let Danny Fortson, Danny Fortson, and him and Hugs had a this relationship where, you know, he's cursing back at Hugs, and while he's running suicides, like <laughs> Danny, while, Danny, while he's running, he's yelling at him. <laughs> Danny would run. Hugs would be like, "Get on the line. You don't want to do this." And Danny would be like, "F this, he would be running, and he's cursing all the way up and down the court, but he's running. And right? He'd, right. He'd, yeah, he' gonna try to make the time and all this. And so Hugs like, "You didn't make it. Bullshit. I ain't running no more. I'm not running no more." <laughs> you can't play you can't win without me so let's get practice going you can't win without me he
1: said that to him oh my goodness you
2: can't you can't win without me you can't play none of these guys can do what i do and hugs like you know what damn he's right he wouldn't say it in front of him but he was (laughs) in the coach's meetings like damn he's he's right (laughs) we we can't win without him so it got to the point where even with me i told him don't yell at me because i'll shut down so he would yell at me for eric or nick terry Mm -hmm. would you tell this lazy son of a to get his butt over there
1: on the weak side and rebound the ball, and I'm like, okay, I, I hear what he's saying. Now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's that's awesome. Now, I, I one thing I admire with what, what Wes Miller said and, and how he's embracing the the rivalry, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it, what he the, what he said was that school in, uh, over there in Norwood, and to me, it kind of reminds me of the Ohio State Michigan, where you know they always say that that team up north. I, I it's it's funny. I think it's cool. I don't think he meant any harm by it, but to me, it's him embracing the rivalry. Yes. I mean, we've had coaches here. I think that that the the, the rivalry is more of a nuisance yes. than 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 actual, you know, something important. And and again, to what Wes is doing with the former players behind the bench, he's embracing this. I lo- I I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, he 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 really. You know, when you played at North Carolina your game is the biggest game on the schedule, whoever you're playing. And then when you play against Duke, uh, you play against NC State, playing against Wake Forest, those were, you know, rivalries that are right down the street, right down mm-hmm. the block, neighborhood yeah. rivalries that are intense, just as intense as Xavier. Um, but when you get a fight in the mix within the last 10 years, mm-hmm. now you look at ESPN, they moved it from, you know, two to ESPN. Yeah, And now it's on the marquee channel and every time they play they keep showing that bumper of the fight yeah and they talk mm-hmm. about how bitter it is and all this stuff and you know for the better part of the last 20 years xavier has held the advantage unfortunately it mean, <laughs> dominated you know the, thing, the lenny stokes team was the last team that won over in Centaur center
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: at mm-hmm. xavier so they're well aware of this uh matter of fact practices today at three third three o'clock and after practice uh, myself uh Corey, if Corey can make myself, Leonard Stokes, and some other people, uh, Steve Logan will be there to talk about the rivalry and what to expect, the intensity because they have no idea. They got a piece of it, right? With with Miami, they got a piece of it. You know, the student section, you know, calling out FUC and all this other stuff. And I said, that's just the drunk college kids at Miami. They do this all the time. Yeah. But Savior, they would throw stuff at you. They're Uh nasty. Mm -hmm. You know, they call themselves all the stuff that. Um, you know the, they want to be this higher institution of learning, but it's all in sports and it's all in sportsmanship. They say sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. The lines of sportsmanship has been erased. Yeah, I mean people say whatever they want. They they call you all kind of names. They call you derogatory terms, and it's all guys in the terms of oh this is sportsmanship. Don't worry about it. Right. And the people would just you know give you that you you can't do that. Stop. Sit down. Mm-hmm. They don't kick them out. They should right. kick them out. You know they they don't kick them out. They do whatever they do. So when you win on the road like I loved playing on the road. We should call ourselves road warriors. Anybody mm-hmm. that's had a good team at UC love playing on the road because when you go in there and you got that black on. Yeah, baby. When that black, you know, colors with the mm-hmm. red and white lettering yep. and the numbers and you go in there and you beat them and mm-hmm. it's so quiet that the 100 or 200 fans that are in there become the majority, and they're screaming, they're yelling, and all they can do is boo and start (laughs) name-calling and all that, and you start pointing up at the scoreboard. (laughs) And me, I'm start talking about their jerseys, their (laughs) shoes, their hat, how drunk they look. They got to go home in that sad car there's. Do you need an Uber? Like I'm talking right. all kind of trash. Like right,
1: so, right. I'm
2: Chuck 2.0. I just try, I don't want to get kicked out.
1: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chuck getting kicked. I still crack sure he got kicked out of the, the, the NCAA tournament game. <laughs> oh my goodness. Rest in heaven, brother. And uh, uh former teammates. Unfortunately, uh, we had uh the passing of Herb Jones here, one of your former teammates, a member of the final four team. What just what 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 did what does Herb Jones mean to you? What did he mean to that Final Four? If
2: if Herb Jones um, had a different personality, if Herb Jones was the guy that you know beat on his chest all the time, if Herb Jones was somebody that brought attention to himself, he would have been all over the media. He would have been um, you know a, a household name. But for those that didn't grow up and they look at our Final Four team and all they can remember is Nick Van Exel and Corey Blunt. Mm-hmm. They missed out on someone that was truly special. The year before we came, I mean, he had games of 40. He had several games of 30. Uh, you know, one of the best and coldest dunks in college basketball against yep. Louisville. You know, yep. he's talking I remember about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So mm-hmm. he was a guy that was so versatile at 6'4". He can post. He could shoot the fadeaway. He was our best rebounder. He was a three-point sniper, and not to mention, he's the best on-the-ball defender. So he's six four, and he's got like seven-foot wingspan. So we put him in the front of the press. We pressed all game long, and we put him in the front of the press, and he would contain the ball. We say, "Herb, put the ball on that side. Keep it on that side. That's it." Mm-hmm. He got it. it, it, right. it if if we windshield wipe. But he was the, one of the best finishers. I always thought the best finisher I ever seen in college basketball was Stacy mm-hmm. Um, You know, in fast break, he just never missed layups. And for for uh, Herb Jones, the same way, he got that ball. He never missed an and one opportunity. He got the ball in the fast break. He made it. He Great. would watch the ball all the way through, even if it meant falling down and hitting his head on the basket. He was going to make sure that that ball was going in. But he never, if you played him rough,
1: he would never say anything. He would just take it to another level. Exactly, uh, the, uh, and the thing that always sticks out for me with Herb, with Herb is is he, you say his height. He's six four. I mean, I, that's that's my height, but I mean that's under under undersized for for a forward. And just his, I always remember his rebounding. That's one of the things that I always remember about the Final Fourteen with you guys is is the, the press, the full court press, and the rebounding. I had Corey Blunt, Herb Jones, down to Eric Martin, yourself, down to you guys. Just killed it on the boards. But I always remember. Her because he was six four, and I'm like, you know, I'm in high school. I'm like, he's my height. How in the hell is he out rebounding a seven footer? <laughs> but he always would, and he and and he could guard like her could guard guard. He would guard center. It didn't matter who it was, and he would shut them down. He was a bigger key to that Final Four team than I think he gets credit for.
2: You know, Larry Bird used to say, rebounding is not about physicality; it's about timing and uh, toughness. Like if you want it, you're gonna go get it. Right. Like so, we used to hug said one time in practice, uh, you know, he goes, Guys like Terry have to box out every time to get a rebound. He said, Right, Herb, just go get the damn ball. <laughs> <Just go> get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can jump out <laughs> gym dude. I remember one time we were playing Marquette and I'm boxing out, and because her, you know, we got in the locker, we got in the, uh, the huddle and you know they get we give up a couple offensive rebounds and he sat us down and he called timeout and he's just reaming through all you know the, the post players next person that doesn't box out they're gonna sit their ass down the rest of the game so the shot goes up and I'm boxing out and I'm ready to jump and all of a sudden I see these shorts on my shoulder I'm looking at him, <laughs> Herb Jones grabbing the rebound and, and taking a dribble or two giving it to Nick and we're starting a fast break and I'm like I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> right, I boxed out. Exactly. Exactly. He, he's not expecting me to rebound the ball over her. Right, he has, right. I'm two inches taller than him, but he just got trash
1: can calves Dude. and he's got quick jumping ability. Awesome. He, he, yeah. His jumping ability. And, and his, like right. I said, that, that dunk uh, versus Louisville, I, I I'm 99% sure I was at that game. I remember the dunk. I I, I think I was at the game where I saw the team. I can't remember, but I remember that dunk. That dunk was epic. And, and, and I know, uh, uh, alex meacham uh replayed his interview with with herb yeah,
0: yeah and yeah.
1: and they talked about that that how why is that dunk not on the the intro there in, in fifth third arena or you know for, for all the history of the bear guys that that doesn't they need to find that yeah, especially find since it. yeah especially since herb is no longer with us we got to remember remember him you know and then mm-hmm. that dunk it personifies everything i think with, with herb jones well, you may see it
2: a Tuesday. They're going to honor Herb Jones at the game. Uh, so we'll have the final four team back. Most of them sitting behind the bench. You're going to honor him. Uh, but it's one of those things where the guys that are producing the videos for the fifth third arena mm-hmm. were born at, at the year we played. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. They, they don't or, know. Or yeah. they, were, they weren't born until, you know, Melvin Levitt was a player. At right. It's like they, they don't know. Going back, you know, mm-hmm. just like me, I had to go back and understand McClendon and all the mm-hmm. stiffens and the Starks and the right. Virtus and seeing how they played and, and it, it builds upon each other. Mm-hmm. So when I go back and I see videos, yes, I see the Nick Van Exa when he hits the half court shot against Xavier in 93. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny Fortson when he went for 40 points against Xavier at Xavier, mm-hmm. 40 and 17 and talk trash with every bucket like... <laughs> Those are the memories that I remember. But seeing her, our natural rivalry at the time was both Louisville and Xavier. Yep. And Louisville, it was just a big thing because they were national champions in 86. And yep. and I mean, they just they had just a ton of talent with, you know, Purvis Ellison and, you know, LeBratford Smith. And for him to just be able to just go in there and just dominate against Louisville and then have one of the most iconic dunks with the offhand. Yes. Against Left the hand. body. Yes. Yep. You're and right. it became yep. a poster. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, Shaq says this all the time. Put it on a T-shirt, or you know, you say put it on a poster. Yeah, that is a poster that needs to yes. get circulated again.
1: Yeah, or just uh, well, everybody's making making T-shirts now. We need, need to make a T-shirt of that because everybody and the brothers are making T-shirts about everything right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, you give me almost thirty minutes here, but I, I found found out something about you that I didn't know. And I, again, I was listening to uh, Alex Meacham and the Bearcat uh, podcast. And we've been friends for about two years now, and I never knew this about you. You went to school with Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Cameron
2: Diaz, Willie McGinnis, who just retired from the Patriots a couple years ago. He was on my basketball team. Yeah, um, Snoop played Pop Warner Sports below me. He was tall, he wore number 12. Uh, you know, all his family was pretty much gangsters and hustlers. So, you fall in line with that, you end up doing what they do. They go to jail and they come back out. But the only reason Snoop got out. You know, he was in there with all his cousins and friends and he was freestyling in prison in the commissary, the kitchen area. Right. And some guy was beatboxing, you know, hitting the table and creating the beat. And he put everybody in the in the, <laughs> in the the commissary, in the rap and start, you know, it, it was like a stress relief for people. Right, right. And right. so one of the OGs was like, hey, man, I got a favor. I got a favor that I have uh, with, you know, one of the, with the warden. I'm going to get you out. But if you come back in here, you ain't going to want, you ain't going to like it. He was trying to use a little scare straight program. He got out and the rest is history. But Cameron yeah. Diaz, you know, we, she, she, her sister was beautiful. <laughs> her sister was, <laughs> Cameron was tall and skinny. Right. And her sister was voluptuous and very beautiful, very quiet and shy. And Cameron had all the personality. She would come over across the, you know, I live right next to Long Beach Poly High School and it was the hood. Right. And it was the you know, projects. It was new projects, but it was still the project. she came come right. over there, don't care. I mean, she would just hang out and, and kick it. But she was just a real one. And then I was like, hey, I I know this girl. I was in Kroger, uh, right across the street from Clifton in in Clifton across from the campus. And this was 92, 91, 92. And I look, and on the cover of 17 magazine is Cameron Diaz. I said, I know Cameron. Hold on. They was like, Corey's like, man, you don't know no damn Cameron Diaz. I said, tell you I know her. Call her. So I'm trying to find her number. I called the number, and of course, it's changed now. So. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's yeah, man, there was a lot of guys from my high school that uh ended up being, you know, Mark Carrier, who played for the Bears, who was the Bengals' defensive back coach for a right, while. Also, right. played. He was on that team. Uh, Leonard Russell, he got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. He was an original big back, like Christian Akoya, 6'4", 240. He was on that team. I mean, we had so many guys. Juju Smith-Schuster is from Long Beach Poly. Uh, we got just tons of talent. It's called, if you look at the you Google Long Beach Poly High School on the top, the Jackrabbits. It'll it'll say home of scholars and champions. I mean, we yeah. win championships. We won the championship this year in
1: football. Uh, so, just yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, that that's that's awesome. I mean, I I went to West Side, and the only thing we're we could say that's where pete rose came from and well (laughs) sometimes that's something sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad but that's you know coach there man you can also say that's right i forgot about that You yes yes and when you coached there we we actually had a really really good basketball team now i was long gone after when you started coaching there but yes we had a really good basketball team when you were
2: there yeah i inherited a team that atlantis timmons who Mm -hmm. who went on Mm -hmm. you know danny horace uh daryl peterson who daryl peterson jr is the number one player in Ohio for his grade. He already been offered. He's uh, i think he's eighth grade or ninth grade. He's got like 20 division one offers already. They call them buckets. Wow. Nice. Uh yeah, they call him buckets. Peterson. He is, he gets he gets absolute buckets. He he can go. But uh Stevie Horton with the ball state, Gerrell yeah. Redden, the coach at Woodward right now. He's wow. also played under me at West High. So we had some guys, Jabril Molton, who is the AD at Woodward, also played under me. So we had a, a we got
1: it going and then stepped away start doing radio and tv yeah man the the, the uh, people have coaching trees i mean you 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 got friends trees you got you got you, you got uh all kinds of people that are under the terry terry nelson branches you got snoop dog you got your former players all kinds of stuff you, you know a lot of people terry you're just you're just a man a man to know man <laughs> well you have to you, you swallow your ego, swallow your pride and realize that somebody's got value everybody's
2: got value you have mm-hmm. to understand what that value is in people and take a piece of that because somebody is going to remember what you said mm-hmm. they won't they, they don't they will remember how you make them feel but when you give them an edification a word that that really means something to them they'll always remember it. you you extend the favor to somebody who can never pay you back uh, you do things for people whether they uh you know have the opportunity to get it back to you and i always tell people pay it forward you know, so many people have helped me get to where I am. I, was, I didn't have a father growing up. I had, my mom had six kids. We struggled. We had hand-me-downs. We used to eat wish sandwiches for dinner. That's when you had two pieces of bread. You wish you had something to eat on, on the,
0: on the <laughs> right, inside of it. Right. Yeah, you know,
2: we used, to, we used to make our own candy and all this other stuff. It was just, you you survive. And then once mm-hmm. you get past survival, you get to the point where you're sustaining and then you get to the point where you're conquering. And exactly. college degree for me changed everything. So. Mm-hmm. When people come to me and they want their autograph signed, they want to take a selfie. You never know how far that's going to go. You right. do it. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care if you you know you've signed the same kid's jersey three times, five times, six times. Sign them again because you're gonna You're making an imprint. If guys didn't recognize you, I see guys all the time. You know, I'll be eating dinner and stuff, and they'll be like, "I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. Could, could I take a picture with you? you know, my son loves. You. I'm like, it ain't your son, it's you. I, I get it, but <laughs> right.
0: But
2: I, I don't turn them away because that might be the last time that that person sees you mm-hmm. or that person, may, it may be the last time that if you pass away or something happens to you or something happens to that person, then it goes viral in their community. If mm-hmm. they post it on their page, the people that are connected with them, will be like, oh man, I know Terry. How'd you get a chance to see that picture? And it's not like I'm the biggest celebrity, but if you see me and you appreciate what I've done over the course of time for the Bearcats, then I'm gonna give it back to you. When you give me that love, I'm gonna show you the same love.
1: Exactly, and I I appreciate appreciate you because you were my very first guest, yeah. and ever since uh, you, you came on my podcast, which that was before I even went live or any of this stuff, I've had multiple people people on here since then. So I, I appreciate you giving me giving me that chance. Now, um, you brought your mom up, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know about a year ago. You know, her apartment building house burnt down, and she was you, or your mom, your sister weren't doing cool. so hot. How are they doing right now, anyway?
2: Oh, you say about a year ago. Tomorrow will be exactly a year. Ah, So you'll start seeing all looping all over Facebook Mm -hmm, again. mm -hmm. Uh, My mom's walking. Uh, She's even driving now. Awesome. Um, Yeah, my sister's back. You know, she had six vertebrae replaced in her back. Uh, She's back walking. My niece, who is the worst, she had, you know, paralyzed one of her legs. She has maybe 50 to 60% back in that leg. She Mm. tries to walk, tries to get stronger with it. It's not all the way there. Uh, But that money ran out and the bills are back again because we're at the end of that lease. And so and I'm, you know, I'm paying out of my pocket. But, you know, it's one of those things where you know we hope they get a settlement of some kind to help out with the bills because they're trying to get back to normal life. But it's hard to keep a job in a normal setting because they can't stand for long periods of time. Right. So but I appreciate the concern because, yeah, it was a it was a tragic situation for them having to jump out of a third story uh, condo fire to save their lives and broke every back and and bones and stuff but you know through the grace of prayer and and the, the the power of joy there's something about being you know having joy and and laughter that heals the bones that my family just comes from a family of, of comedians like we laugh at each other we tell jokes and my mom's sitting over here in the hospital with burn marks all over her hands and legs and she's smiling she goes i'm i'm, I'm okay baby I'm, I'm alive i'm you know god spared me and it, that kind of uh tenacity and will to live and will to want to get better even at her age of 76 years old 77 uh, now it's like something that you'll never forget it's a lesson that we all need to learn absolutely
1: absolutely and, and and the 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 outpouring from from this community to to help you help you out help your family out the donations you got last year because i remember helping you out at the uh the storage unit there is it, awesome that that to me shows what you are just talking about, how, how you always go out and extend a hand to help people and how it comes back to you. And it, it came back to you last year. And it sounds like uh, you might need a little more help this year, depending on, on what's going on with with the settlement and the money-wise like that. Is there anything you got going on where, where people can, can help you out right now?
2: Yeah, they'll see the, like I said, once again, it'll circulate. We still, the GoFundMe is still active. Um, We still need resources uh, as far as cash and stuff like that to help with. Uh, bills and i appreciate you because you came and you you know you work night shifts and you came right. straight from work and you brought your big truck with your bearcat flags over there and you was helping us take furniture out and move it around and and me and tj were on our way to atlanta with a u-haul yep. truck full of donations that that the, the, the fans and, and supporters just graciously blessed us with but you came out man i asked for people to come help you showed up, so you are the person <laughs> that showed up, and your, your back was hurting and all this stuff, but you didn't yep. care, man. You were just you were talking about UC basketball in the midst of loading up stuff. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this dude is off the chain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude,
1: hey, you, you uh, I, I love sports. I love my Bearcats. I, I'll if I got a chance to talk to Terry Nelson about Bearcat basketball, I'm, I'm there. Let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it, man. My family loves it. TJ, we're driving. We're passing kentucky going into tennessee and he was like what's the dude's name strawberry i said yeah he goes he's cool man i said yeah he is cool
1: <laughs> well i appreciate you terry like i said i like i said i appreciate you coming on on my podcast as many times you have like i said you're my very first one and like i said if it wasn't for you because I, when i started doing this i never even thought about really having guests and i met, met you at the coaches show there and we started talking you're like yeah you had me on your show I'm going you you really want to come on my show I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like we can do that? I'm like, cool. I'm like, all right. So that kind of got the ball rolling for me to to just reach out and you know ask other people. And I, lo and behold, I've had other other guys on here and stuff. So, I again, I always appreciate the time you you give me. And dude, you're one of my favorite guys. I need a prediction for Saturday night. You think we got this, or, or where are we at with the Crosstown show? You think we think it's going to be Bearcats? You think it going to be Xavier? We got a bold prediction from Terry Nelson. I'm gonna give you a bold prediction just because it's you. Just oh, because it's you
2: uh both predictions are we gonna bring it oh yeah i'm not telling you we're gonna win i'm (laughs) telling you that our our effort defensively our will to win our will to fight and scrap and claw xavier is the better team and on record they got a really really good team they shouldn't have lost the game they lost Fremantle wasn't playing i believe uh scruggs wasn't playing either the game they lost to virginia tech uh or no iowa state they lost right right and so they should be a top 10 team if they didn't lose that one game because it put them back a little bit, but they had momentum. Now they had full strength playing at home. We haven't won there in 20 games or yeah. 20 years. Uh, they, you know, so 8-0 and centaur center. Mm-hmm. However, we're going to make them work for everything. Uh, I don't think guys will be rattled as much as they were a couple years ago, but they will, they will be, they'll be ready to go. Now, it's the first time for all these guys playing in an environment like this, other than, right. you know, Davenport, uh, you know it as as a freshman right but they're gonna have to bring it they're gonna mm-hmm. have to make sure that not only can we defend but can we hit shots and can we get easy buckets in transition savior is long they're tall they get back well and they're cocky and so it's nothing better than to beat a team that's long tall plays well and that are cocky in yeah. their place yeah so if we can do it great my man byron larkin over there who does radio uh for him you know we're really good friends and normally he calls me the week of he called me on monday to you know talk about herb and say he really likes west but he didn't give me no intel this time Mm. about xavier so Mm. i think he's keeping it close to the vest
1: well either way i think i can't wait till saturday night i think it's gonna be fun i'm hoping uc wins i I, it's gonna be tough either way i'm bearcats all the way terry as always i appreciate you coming on and I hope everything uh, gets gets better with your mom and mom and family and everything there. And you have a wonderful day. Anything, anything you got going on you want to promote here real quick before uh, I let you go?
2: Yeah, Buy and Sell with T-Nail. If you're looking to list your house, looking to buy a house, hit me up, T-Nail 33 on IG and Twitter. Um, you know, Go to my website, buy And first of all, uh, what's up with those with those, those curtains you got right there? Those bingles curtains. Where'd you get those Bengals curtains from? These? Yes, my
1: mom, man. My mom made these for me stop it what? yeah yeah i you had got,
2: we- you got a whole generation of women now don't even know what a sewing, <laughs> sewing machine is
1: yeah i know <laughs> yeah my mom my mom came down here and i had this all painted i got you know bear cats on one side reds and i got bengals and i had i don't know they were like maroon or something i don't even remember what they were and she goes those don't match anything i said no she's i'll make you some bangles. want to go okay so I'll like i don't know next day she one. showed up like three of them I'm like sweet thanks mom yeah, they've been up ever since. So Come on, it's not baby. me; it's my mom. So my mom, my mom rocks. And yeah, like, yeah, this generation, like my daughter doesn't even know how to sew anything. <laughs> unfortunately, well, unfortunately. they took out home economics
2: in school. You know, right. you used to have home economics as a, as a as a bell as an elective, and then sometimes I think when I was in there, it was a prerequisite. You had to take yeah. home economics. It taught you basically how to do everything in the home: sew, clean, cook. cook. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you had recipes. You were making I had to stuff. Take it. Yep. And I had. I, Right next, when I was a teacher at West High, right next to me was the home economics course. And yeah. so the teacher and some of the students used to walk in there with some of the stuff they made all the time. I'm like, give me those cookies, yeah, exactly. man. I know. give me those brownies, hook me exactly. up. And yep. some of them you're like, you got the milk with this? Because this is dry. You, didn't, you must have missed the class that told you you got to put
1: some, put some <laughs> like, butter in there. I t- I, <laughs> I, it won't go down.
2: stuck. <laughs> get
1: back to work, man. I got to get to work. Uh, all right, brother. Thanks, Terry. All right, man. Go Bearcats. Go Bearcats. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Terry Nelson is a great dude. He is, like I said, I, I am being completely honest. He is one of my favorite guys uh, that I've met. He's, he's genuine. What what you see is what you get with Terry. He's a genuine, kind-hearted guy, and uh, I always appreciate every time he comes on my show. So let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I'll get on out of here, and I'm going to go on a date with my wife tonight. But they are Hooday Nation, Hooday Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Cave, or excuse me, the Ice Bar, and you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Chernobyl. TikTok is at, at Iceman90. I just put a new video up there today wishing Joey B., Jackpot Joey Burrow, a happy birthday, so you guys can go check that one out. I will greatly appreciate it. If you... Missed any of the interview with Terry Nelson, which was a great interview? I, I, I like I, said, I love. I'm not too own horn. Terry's awesome at being interviewed. It's not me; it's Terry. Terry's great at this. But if you missed any of it and you don't have time to sit down and watch me for an hour, check out the podcast. I'll be putting up on the podcast later on tonight. It'll be on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate. Like and review, give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, we're at 1417 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. I know it's Friday night, everybody's out partying, have a, a good time. So hopefully, if you're watching this on the rewind, I appreciate you watching it. And I appreciate the support that, that you guys have given me over the years. And it's just it's just awesome. So other than that, as my boy, Jeremy Dimebag, these nuts, likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? We're going to beat the Suck Uniteders I hope we beat the Suck United. I cannot stand the Suck Uniteders I want to beat them so badly. But we'll find out because we're kind of injured. But championship teams. Step up, and hopefully the Bengals are a championship team, and we will find out Sunday. Sunday, um, Kay Adams is going to be here from Good Morning Football. She's the ruler of the jungle. She's going to be at the Holy Grail with Mo Egger and uh, Tony Pike. That'll be a great time. I think she's going down to Bengal gyms too afterwards, I'm pretty sure. Let's have a lot of fun. Let's sell out the jungle. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like 60 degrees. If you had not bought tickets yet? Go buy tickets. Go support this team. They deserve it. The players deserve your support. It's fun. It's a blast. Come say hi to me. Go go to the Bengal gym. Go go check out Cap. Go check out just the stadium. And like Terry said, it's 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 a place to be. It's a place to meet people. It's fun. Go buy tickets. Let's hopefully the Bengals will beat the Sucky Niners this Sunday. And you guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back Monday. Me and the Bengals cap will be right here Monday. Recapping, hopefully, a Bengals win. We'll be here for a Bengals loss, too, but hopefully a Bengals win. But other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! Let's go!
0: Sparks gonna fly Ooh, yeah. The beast is a orange, black, and white Cause when the jungle come alive we ignite we igniting Cincinnati, we gon' rise in awe In the jungle, we unite and awe Drippin' orange and black and white It's a feast, time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat, tiger strike the city streets East side stand up, west side stand up If you weapon, who they? Time to put your hands up Dingle stripes, we in it New day, new age, yeah, we get it Cincinnati, jungle fitted Who they in our house, we win it Orange and black and white, we build it Earn our stripes, you know we kill it Bleed our colors, jungle, Crossing on the rings, Cincinnati. She's our queen.